This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hello guys and welcome to Odson Euro. We are going to analyze the first last 16 match. We have Denmark Wales in Amsterdam with Dani Fisichella, Alvaro Romeo and of course with you. So leave a comment below in the comment section and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And of course, if you enjoy our videos, press the like button, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications. And now let's go on with the show. First game of the last 16 round, we have Wales-Denmark. It's a little bit of surprise, I would say. How are you, Danny? How are you, Alvaro? We are very good, thank you. Very well, thank you. This game to be played in Amsterdam and, well, I said that it was uh, probably a, a, a kind of likely that the Danish uh, group ended with uh, Belgium nine points and the other with three and it happened. So Denmark qualified second, Wales qualified second in the Italian group and looking ahead of this game, we see Denmark that they are favorite. We have odds 1.89 for Denmark, uh, Wales 5.4. And it's no surprise, Danny, to see the Danish uh, favorite. They've overcome a really, really uh, bad moment. It's the first team in the history of the tournament to qualify after losing the first two games, actually. Yes, absolutely. And they deserve to do so. Great display against Russia. We also have to say the fact that they qualified with three points is a bit unfair on them because I think uh, in normal circumstances they would have won against Finland even if the game would have been played the following day they were obviously shocked but credit to them for reacting and also credit to the manager for changing the system switching to a 5-3-2 uh, so going with the two wing backs especially Maele playing on the on the left hand side although he's right footed and being so effective both against Belgium and against Russia I think uh, the good things about Denmark is that they kept the cool under pressure. They know they had to win against Russia. They were playing at home. There was a full stadium and they did it well. Although the first half wasn't exactly going their way. They had a bit of luck, of course, with the second goal from Paulson, but in the end it was uh, deserved. The thing with Denmark is that this is a team that despite losing the best player, Christian Eriksen, is still averaging 57% possession. So this is like Italy and like Belgium in the qualifying stages. So it's a, it's, a, it's a team that's got a lot of the ball, got good players, players who can play you know, well with the ball. And it seems that the 3-5-2 system suits them. So Wales are going to be under pressure. Denmark are gonna, has going to have the ball and they're going to have chances. At the moment, they are the teams that created more attempts on goal, 61 attempts on goal in the Euros. So I think this could be uh, the pattern. Let's not forget these two teams have met fairly recently in 2018 in the Nations League. 2-0 Denmark, 2-1 Denmark in Wales. So that, the Danish are obviously uh, the favourite. And also to add just one more bit of information, Danish supporters are going to be in Amsterdam because of travel restrictions allowed them to be there. Wales supporters, unless they live in the Netherlands, I don't think many Wales people live in the Netherlands anyway, are go and cannot travel to Amsterdam. I think this is could be interesting. And also, there are going to be a lot of uh, Dutch people in the stadium. Who are they going to support? Wales or Denmark? I feel they're going to support Denmark. 
Yeah, probably. Let's focus on the Danish team, Alvaro. Uh, Danny mentioned one very important thing, in my opinion. The stadium was full, was very nice seeing actually the, the full stadium cheering for the national team when uh, Shuba was about to shoot the penalty. The whole stadium booed him. It was such a strange feeling that it was actually very nice and it was the whole country behind their national team. Probably even after the Ericsson uh, incident, they are more behind their um, uh, national team. And another uh, thing, how they've overcome also, of course, the uh, Ericsson incident and also that stupid penalty. I don't know even in the, if the, if, with the VAR, how they can uh, point the penalty spot after nothing has happened uh, there. So I think the Danish team at this stage of the tournament can be one of those teams that can grow in the, along the tournament. Yes, I think they are a favorite here to be in the quarterfinals. I agree with you. It's very nice to see that some grounds can be full now. Uh, we've seen that also in Budapest. And, you know, after a football season uh, domestically, that has been a little bit disappointing because uh, visually it wasn't very appealing. There were no fans. Uh, this Euro has brought us back to what football was. And uh, I am tremendously glad that uh, we can have supporters in the ground again. I think, uh, Edu, that both teams, uh, I would say that both, actually, yeah. They came stronger uh, from their third game. Uh, strangely, Wales lost against Italy, yes. But don't forget that, uh, number one, they qualified in the second game. And number two, in the third game, they lost Ethan and Padu. And uh, with 10 men, they managed to, you know, keep um, the one nil. Maybe Italy didn't keep their best, but still, I think that that uh, defeat from Wales didn't feel like a victory, but it felt definitely like a good job from uh, the team of Robert Page. Uh, when it comes to Denmark, well, I am so surprised about them. Look, Daniele was saying before about the shots on target. I mean, that was spot on. Uh, Denmark has had many in the tournament. Uh, let me go uh, to the stats pack and let you know something uh, about the Danish team. Number one, they are the team with most attempts in the tournament so far, 61, more attempts than Italy. They are the team with most attempts on target, as Daniel said. They are the third one with most attempts off target and the first in crosses attempted and the first in dribbles. What tells you this? That the script of the game for Denmark is the script of a team that attacks, that the players individually take risks. Uh, this is a team that ends all the attacking sequences or as many as they can. So. They are very entertaining, they have been very good, they recover from the major setback of the Christian Eriksen, um, you know, uh, heart uh, problem in the first game. And uh, yeah, I think that they've been fantastic, they beat Russia so comfortably with very impressive displays from Posen, from Damsgaard, with Mole, even with Christensen, who was the MVP of the game. So here, for this game, I understand why the money is on Wales, because uh, the bookmakers, they make uh, Denmark a strong favorite for this game. Uh, but I'm going to stick to Denmark. I know that there is better money paying for Wales, but uh, Denmark, for example, to win the game, that pays 190, and for me, that is good enough. And for example, Denmark, to score in both halves, is something that I will back here as well. And I tell you why. Because Wales uh, has won only the 18% of the first half of their games. Denmark has won the 56% of the first half of their games. What does this mean? That normally they score quickly. And if they score in the first half, I can see them scoring in, the in the second half because Wales probably will have to go for uh, an equalizer. So, for example, Denmark to win, yes, I back it. And Denmark to score 
for in both halves is something like back here as well, that pays 3.5. It's normal to see uh, Denmark to score in both halves because uh, before the Russian game, we didn't see them scoring that much, but coming uh, to the tournament, uh, we saw how they thrust uh, Austria 0-4, also Moldova. Okay, it's a weak national team, but not every team is able to score eight goals. So now we are seeing the real Denmark that we imagined we were going to see in this year, especially playing the first three games at home. Coming to Wales, uh, Danny, were you as happy as Alvaro was uh, seeing their performance against Italy or not really? I think it was impressive the fact that when they were with down to 10 men, they shut Italy down. Italy only had one chance for over 30 minutes. And remember, Wales back then, they were qualified, but Switzerland was winning 2-0, then they scored the fair goal. So it wasn't just in the bag for them and being able to keep it to 1-0 at the Olimpico was impressive. I think if we have to single out a few names, I think the Wales keeper award has been impressive so far, a good choice on page to put him in stick. He's a player that only played five or six games this season for Leicester. Rondon as well in defense has been really good. He's just a very good collective. And now we talked about in many of these videos about the team spirit. I think this team is not as talented as the one that Wales had in 2016, but they have the same team spirit and perhaps more rotation. Also, when it comes to, um, to the defense of Wales, I mean, we have to say the Wales have kept now eight clean sheets in competitive games. So no, I'm not looking at friendlies. Eight sheets in competitive games in the last two years. So obviously, is a team that has been able, especially in the Nations League, in the qualifiers, to shut down shop. So it's not easy to score against them. So for this reason, I think my, my initial tip would be under 0.5 goals in the first half. I think the first half is going to be tight. So probably it's going to end nil-nil. Under 0.5 goals in the first half to 40. And Alvaro, you also expect uh, a close game, at least at the beginning of uh, what we've said about the Danish team. You expect goals? I expect goals just because Denmark uh, tries a lot and their attempts are endless. And they are the team that has attempted more um, attacking sequences in the tournament. And I think that Wales are going to be slightly happy to defend. So I think that just based on pure um, insistence. I think that uh, Denmark is going to score in the first half, as I said before. Uh, all that, all those things said, I agree with Daniele that the Wales has been impressive. And for example, even in the first game, in the opening game against Switzerland, I think that they were clearly worse than the Swiss. And they managed to stay in the game. And at the end, they scrapped uh, one point. So, yeah, they, they've been good. But I think that Danish, at this stage of the tournament, they are a little bit unchained. Uh, I believe that they are very positive despite all the circumstances. Maybe the group stuck, stuck together more after the Christian Eriksen uh, accident. And yeah, I'm going to pack them even to, as I said before, to score in both halves. Actually, the odds for under 2.5 goals is what the bookies expect. The odds are only 1.55. So if we go for over 2.5 goals, the odds are 2. 61 and it's good Danny, that you mentioned the team spirit about wales because it's something that uh, we were questioning before the tournament they changed uh, was ryan Giggs in charge of the team now it's a uh, page and we said well four years ago uh, the quality was more or less the same probably uh, ramsey was better um, bale was better but maybe there is this lack of team spirit but as alvaro just uh, remember us 
they uh, continued in the game against uh, Switzerland while they were way worse in the pitch. And some players uh, like Ramsey, who has been playing really bad during the whole season, he's showing the best in this tournament. Gareth Bale, he missed a very clear chance against Italy, but he's showing character. We are seeing him and that's uh, a lot to say about him. So we cannot rule out probably even the Wales uh, surprise, although, of course, uh, Denmark is really favorite. Of course, I mean, let's not forget these are this now is a different tournament because the games are not just 90 minutes. They can go to extra time. There is penalty. So something can play in the minds of the players. The only concern with these two teams is that uh, perhaps they haven't rotated as many players as other teams because obviously they were in the tournament until the very last minute. So the, the squad could be a little bit tired going forward. But aside from that, yes, Alvaro. I, I just wanted to say, sorry guys, that the, these two teams are lucky because uh, if they win in the last 16 round, they will rest seven days. Yeah. Before the uh, quarterfinals in Baku, and no team will have more rest <laughs> than Denmark or Wales. That's and also if 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 it's Wales traveling back to Baku, they already been there. They already know the the situation. You know, I know that when they were there, they 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 still lived on British time. They were still put the clock three hours back to make sure they were ready to acclimatize back to Rome and obviously playing in, in Central Europe. So that could be an advantage. But for this game, maybe tiredness could be could be a question. But looking back at the strength of Wales, if I look at Wales, I think, and also if I look at England, these are teams that are not going to win games by scoring a lot of goals, by producing a flay, flair football, entertaining football. These are teams that win games by being solid at the back, by stacking in, by not conceding silly chances. And that's exactly what Scotland has not been able to do. They lost that pedigree, that kind of uh, grit, that kind of willingness not to let you score. So I think if we compare the three home nations, Wales are much more similar to England. Also because, as I said in my previous video, and I would like to know if Alvaro agrees with me, I think when we talk about Wales and uh, we talk about uh, the, the small country. I think this is a false myth. First of all, the two major teams in, in Wales play in the National Football League, in the Premier League, and also because Newport County. So they are basically English teams. A lot of English players are born in England. They were raised in England. A lot of English players, they were scouted by English teams since they were young. So I think this is more like an England B rather than you know a, a nation on its own without nothing to take away from wales but i think the pedigree and you know the scouting that has been going on has given you know some something that is that, that is very similar to to, to 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 england but coming back to the game i know people want to know our tips um, i know that obviously denmark is favorite that I will stick to it. If you want to be ambitious, go for an Asian handicap of one for Denmark, 285, with goal score in the second half. Mm -hmm. Alvaro, do you agree with Danny actually on this uh, analysis of uh, the Wales uh, football, let's say? Yeah, completely, completely. Uh, Daniel, uh, you and I, uh, we cover Premier League for years too, and we do know that uh, there is no uh, Wales style per se, uh, if anything. Uh, uh, 
the Welsh style is very influenced by whatever happens in England, whatever happens in Premier League. And uh, yeah, this is not a country like Portugal or Uruguay, you know, I'm talking about the small countries that they are successful, that they've got a certain identity. I think that Wales uh, follows the trend a little bit, whatever happens in the UK as well. And I believe that uh, this is a team, Wales, that normally they are not uh, silly tactically. I think that uh, the improvement of the English and British uh, teams in general uh, has gone alongside the improvement of Wales. Tactically, they are more clever now, and uh, they always have a one-off player who makes a difference. Gareth Bale has been in the last decade that guy, and I do believe that in the future, maybe the likes of Ampadu, maybe uh, they can be that player that makes the difference for them as well. So I think that, yes, uh, Daniel is absolutely right here. Uh, Wales is uh, a British team. We cannot say that Wales on its own is any different to you know, England or Scotland when it comes to uh, tactics, and they don't have any distinctive characteristic that separates them from, from British football. And that leads us to my last question. You just mentioned the name of Gareth Bale. There is no player in the pitch. There is no Ericsson with uh, more quality than uh, Gareth Bale. And of course, we know how he always uh, shows up in big events like the final of the Champions League. We all remember in Kiev, Real Madrid, uh, Liverpool. Can he be the man to turn this around in this key moment? We know that the Denmark is better than Wales, but when we are talking about the knockout stages, uh, many times we talk about uh, a star, a player that can turn everything around. Do you see Danny uh, Bale in form, ready to do that? I think he's informed and the fact that after he missed the penalty against Turkey, he continued to play well and he had a good game in Rome as well. Seems, you know, this is in the right mind frame. And the fact that sometimes he plays a very far away from the goal because he's also involved in the creative of the play, takes something out of his game. I would like him to see having more shots on target, having a go more at people. Now he seems to play more in a sort of uh, midfield role, number 10. So yeah, he could be decisive, but Wales need to make sure it's close to the goal to make a difference. Alvaro, you also think uh, he can make the difference or the Danish team is that way better than <laughs> Wales that there is no point? I, I would have said uh, yes, definitely, in 2016 or 2018. Uh, right now, I've got my doubts. Uh, I think that Karen Bale is not a player who can give you 90 full minutes of quality. Right now, the closer he is to the opponent's box, the better. And the best thing that can happen to Karen Bale is that there are many set-piece situations, uh, perhaps chances in the edge of the box that he can capitalize. But I believe that this Karen Bale uh, is not as energetic as he was before, and that's why it's taking him more. Uh, he's finding he's finding it more difficult to make the difference in the bigger stage. Uh, but yes, I mean, I think that there is still a good game in his legs. In fact, he was the MVP of the game against Turkey. So why not? He could repeat the same thing against Denmark. But I still believe that Denmark is a favorite for this game. All right, then, uh, Danny, you go for Denmark. Alvaro, you go for Denmark. We agree here for the first quarter finalist. Uh, then, thank you, guys, and see you very soon. See you later. Bye-bye. See you. As you can see, everything leads to a Danish victory here. But I want to know also your opinion. So let me know what you think in the comment section, and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And of course, if you enjoy our videos, press the like button, subscribe to our channel, and click on the bell to get all the notifications. And remember, if you prefer, we have a podcast for you. See you very soon.